tuning in to After Dark with Robin Andrew, which is available on America Out Loud's iHeartRadio channel and streaming on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Please be sure to search for America Out Loud. In addition to that, we're available on AmericaOutloud.news, which has thousands of podcasts and articles updated daily. And we always appreciate it when you share that on social media. Speaking of social media censorship, that's what we're going to start off the show talking about tonight. Got back on with me, special guest host, Booker. Uh, you've made it through the hurricane. How are you doing tonight? <laughs> hey, hey, Andrew. It is uh, Here we are to the weekend. I made it through the weekend, and I made it through Adelia. So uh, we had a lot of storm surge here in the Tampa Bay area. I'm sure people listening saw all that. So, uh, yeah, we made it fine, and we're we're here, and I'm glad to be back with you. Yeah, I'm definitely happy to have you back. Glad that the storm uh, didn't get as bad as predicted, perhaps, in your neck of the woods, although uh, some people got some really bad storm surge. But overall, it doesn't look like it was maybe as bad as some of people had uh, forecasted. So uh, thank goodness for that. And certainly our thoughts and prayers are with anyone who's had property damage or uh, any kind of damage during this storm. But as I said, I wanted to talk a lot about social media censorship tonight and what we're currently seeing uh, happen over on X, uh, on Facebook, slash threads, Instagram, all the apps. Uh, they really haven't gotten any better, in my opinion, since 2020. Uh, you had X here. That's the big talk lately with Elon Musk purchasing from Jack Dorsey. Everyone had such high hopes that this app uh, was going to be much improved. The censorship was going to uh, be different. Uh, conservatives wouldn't be singled out. And uh, here we are. Uh, I see a lot of shadow banning back. I see a lot of um, these community notes, which always seem bi biased. Uh, misinformation, what they list as misinformation, a couple months later always ends up being true. So it wasn't misinformation. We see these kind of things time and time again over on X and the other social media platforms who are still very shifted and slanted uh, towards the left. Uh, Booker, I like using X the most out of all the uh, social media um, companies. Mm -hmm. It does have a lot of issues, but uh, it's probably where I get the most reaction. Uh, what are your thoughts on what you've seen uh, with X since Elon Musk has taken over? Well, I, I love X too, and it's hard for me to say X. I still want to say Twitter. I don't know how. Right. I don't know if uh, I don't know if X is ever going to to work and be branded sort of like Facebook and metaverse. It doesn't seem like metaverse has, has worked out yet for them. My, my thoughts uh, about Elon and purchasing it, I, I, my expectations were not like so many people. Uh, I, I didn't think that they were going to be able to fix Twitter or X like so many people thought that they would. I think there was an expectation that Elon Musk was going to buy it, be able to flip a button, and that everybody's voice and share of voice would be the same. Me personally, I have my impressions have gone from eight to ten million a month down to about sixty percent of that on most months. And and you mentioned the shadow banning and it's I see that every time they try to make a correction and try to fix something that uh, that is wrong with Twitter or X, that the impressions go down 
And I, I, I read a lot of what Elon Musk puts out on Twitter, and it, it appears to me, and he's even made this comment, that they can't fix it. And he even did, a, did this week, said it, it's going to have to be built from the ground up. And there is, a, you mentioned liking Twitter better. Uh, there's, there's a big difference between Twitter or X. And what do we want to call it, Andrew? Do we want to call it X or Twitter? I, um, there's a big difference. <laughs> there's a big difference between X and Gab, Gatter, Truth Social, uh, and Facebook. You know, those all of those social media platforms are stagnant platforms. Twitter has always been liquid; it moves. That's how the news and the news feed works. So it, it's a completely different experience than the others. And uh, I think every time they try to fix it, that they're messing it up and, and engagement goes down, impressions go down. And I don't think they know how to fix it. I think the code has been written, um, so that other people can't fix it. And of course he fired so many people that maybe knew how to, to make the corrections. So that, that's one part of it. I know, I don't think they know how to uh, really fix the thing. And because of that, it's, it's messing things up. I, I don't know what your thoughts are on that. Yeah, that's a very good point. Um, I know Rob and I both had our accounts uh, banned on January 6th, same day President Trump got banned. Yeah, I got popped. And uh, we were hopeful. Yeah, I, I got popped yeah, and uh, we were the day after and had to. Uh, the account that I currently use on Twitter is is one that, the, 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 and the name of it kind of gives it away. It's Corey, uh, it's about Cory Booker. The name of it is Booker uh -huh. Spartacus. And I made it to go after Cory Booker when he had his Spartacus moment back in 2018. I never used the account. And then when I got uh, banned the day after Trump did, and I still never got an explanation as to why, I, you know, I'm right. not one, I'm not one that goes after people personally and makes personal attacks. And, and I'm not way out there when it comes to things, but, but I got banned like so many other people. And I started using this account at that time, which if we get to it, I don't know how far we're going to get into the weeds on, on this stuff. I can also, there, there are a lot of people and you kind of hit it about it. There are some people that are getting suspended and it's happened this week. Uh, I'll give you an example of one. One of those is Derek Evans. I happened to have a Twitter space this week. It was Tuesday night, and he was one of our guests. Derek was a January 6th defendant. He was convicted. He went to prison. He served his time. He's back out now. He was a state representative in the state of West Virginia prior to all of that. Now he is running for U.S. Congress, and he's doing really well. Without spending any money, he is polling really even with the incumbent that happens to be a Republican in his area, and whoever wins the primary will win the seat in Congress. So he was our guest, and uh, the next day, which would have been Wednesday this week, he was uh, he was banned. So he, he got suspended uh, permanently. Wow, yeah. And yeah, the double standard is still all over the platform. Uh, like I said, uh, when Rob and I got banned, uh, we were hoping when Elon Musk purchased, maybe he'd bring our old accounts back. It would be a big help, but that never happened. Uh, as you said, I also had a backup account, so that's what I'm currently using, the at uh, Big City Andrew. But uh, Elon seems to be very unrational a lot of times. Like recently, he wanted to get rid of the blocking feature, and uh, people like Cat Turd and James Woods complained, and Elon came out and blocked him. Yeah. I mean, uh, <laughs> This guy's got quite the ego. Uh, anything that you go against uh, Elon Musk, he does take personally. 
I just saw Kat tweet uh, yesterday that he is still blocked from Elon Musk, which is interesting because when he first bought Twitter, he was the conservative darling, right? With the Twitter files and everything like that. But uh, he has lost a lot of popularity on the uh, conservative side of the aisle. Well, and it is all about money. You know, it's a, it's a business. He, he spent $44 billion. And again, I think it also goes back to expectations in what people were thinking. I, I did write an article about that very thing when he bought it because so many people were saying, don't trust Musk. And I think that was the name of the article was trust Musk. And should we? And at the time I said, just sit back and watch. Let's wait. Let's make, not make him a darling. Let's, let's see what happens. And of course we're seeing that when it, when it comes to the block issue with cat turd and James Woods that he did this week, I, I don't know if you saw this, but Elon, Elon Musk, uh, a couple of weeks ago, a few weeks ago said, do, and actually if you go way back months ago, he said, don't block people because if you block people, it really affects your reach. So I believe there is something written in this code that if you block people, it continues to shrink and shrink and shrink your reach. And so I think, I believe, and this is speculation, but putting together and connecting dots that Elon Musk has put out there, I believe that the block is part of their problem. And so getting rid of the block feature may actually open up more reach for conservatives. And I, and I think the blocking of uh, Cat Turd and, and uh, James Woods, it, it, I think it's a little game because they're going to take away the block feature is what he said. And I think that is coming. And he says to use the mute button. So I think if, if the block isn't going to work and isn't going to be there anymore, why would he block them if they would no longer be blocked other than trying to bring attention to the fact that he blocked them? Yeah, it's kind of funny. Uh, I'm not against getting rid of the block. I mean, it doesn't really matter to me if I don't like someone or I don't want to read what they say. Uh, I'll just mute them anyways, like those Krasenstein brothers. I mean, Twitter just constantly promote their tweets to me. It's the yeah. first thing I saw each and every time I opened the app. So I've just muted them both, and my life's been better since I've done it. But uh, something that doesn't seem really fair also is the new monetization program. Uh, a lot of creators were very excited for this. But uh, people like Laura Loomer seem to be being discriminated against uh, because she has conservative views. Uh, she's got like a $90 payout for over 250 million impressions yeah. last month. <laughs> when you've got people like uh, the Krasensteins making almost $30,000 yeah, in a, a month. month. Yeah, yeah I, <laughs> you know, just uh, seems really backwards that here we are, conservatives on Twitter. Uh, spending our time and uh, these advertisers or the CEO, whoever is making this decision wants to pretend that conservatives don't buy products or something like that. Like ads on conservative posts are worth nothing and ads on um, liberal posts are worth a fortune. I mean, it just makes no sense to me, their justification uh, for how that works. Yeah, well, I worked, I think you know this, I worked in media for years and years, and I have, and I guess I still do, um, but Cumulus Media is one of those, and they were the second largest radio company in the country, and I also worked for iHeart for about eight or nine years, and iHeart was the largest media company in the country in reach. The interesting part was that every advertiser, when it was input into the system, was automatically defaulted to 
stay away from controversial programming. And so Rush Limbaugh was one of our properties. He was Premier Network, which was owned by iHeartRadio. And he he was always considered controversial programming. So if an advertiser was okay with being on the Rush Limbaugh show, then you would have to go in and hit that toggle button to allow commercials to appear and play in his show. Otherwise, they wouldn't automatically. So it's probably something along those lines. It's, it's not a human being behind it, but it's, it's probably, and so, so much of advertising purchasing now is done programmatically and it's not done with, with people that, that it's probably something as simple as that, that there's a button somewhere that somebody needs to, to change, to allow people like Laura Loomer to serve ads to people that follow her. Otherwise, it uh, she's never going to make more than, what was it, $109 a month? Yeah, something like that. It was just ridiculous for uh, how many impressions that she really does get. I'd say currently she's one of the more popular uh, Trump influencers on Twitter. Uh, she was certainly missed while she was gone. Uh, here at America Out Loud, we've had our own problems with uh, some of the social media censorship, especially as of late. So, uh, hopefully, things continue to improve on that front. Uh, new CEO, Linda, um, can't even say her last name. Yeah, go name. ahead. Go ahead. How are you going to <laughs> yeah. say it? You say it the way you want to, and then I'll try. Yarmamachi. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah something. Yakanari. Okay, neither one of us know how. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't have it written in front of me, and it's not like one of those people where I've seen the media repeat her name a bunch <laughs> of times, so I've, I've just never even learned it. Yeah. But uh, it seems like she she's uh, very uh, left-sided, but also she's a money hound, so that's probably why Elon uh, hired her. She does seem like she's uh, smart into advertising and probably making him a lot of money, so... Uh, I think he's probably happy with the job she's been doing as badly as a lot of people would like to see her go because she's getting a lot of blame for this, as you said, Booker, when it could just be uh, algorithms that have been set from the past administration. Yeah, I believe I would think that, uh, number one, her relationships in past advertising means a lot for Elon Musk. But I think we have to look past just the advertising right now and see what Elon Musk wants to do with X, because I believe the platform is going to be integrated with things like Starlink that he already owns with the new Tesla phone that he has teased. If you can imagine for a moment that the Google that we know completely censors everything when it comes to conservatives, if you could imagine a world where there was no Google because there was an alternative that Elon Musk created and we didn't have to use the Internet that we currently use so people couldn't silence us. And then we didn't have mainstream media because all of our media, all of our news was coming from people like Tucker Carlson on X. And I believe that is where he's going. When you look at the annual spend, you're talking about $275 billion annually just in America. So now if you take him 
and Twitter or X or Linda getting 30 to 40% share of $275 billion, you know, that, that's why he bought X. It wasn't to hear Bette Midler bitch over $8 a month on a subscription. So, uh, you know, you, he, and he's even made a comment that this will be the most lucrative thing he's ever done in his life. So I believe that's where it's going. I think, I think first they have to fix it. And I believe that's what they're working on. Yeah, I hope you're right, because it badly needs fixed. We need some uh, transparency in the social media company, especially one as big as X. Uh, During the 2020 election, we saw the kind of censorship that they did on conservatives. We talked about that at the beginning of the show. So, uh, yeah, hopefully Elon Musk continues to work on improving X. Uh, You guys are tuned into After Dark with Robin Andrew, which is available Monday through Friday at 9 p.m. Eastern. 8 p.m. Central or 6 p.m. on the West Coast. We're here with special guest host, Booker. If you're looking for better sleep, focus, and energy, check out Healthy Cell, the leading innovator of nutritional supplements for cell health. Healthy Cell vitamins work at the cellular level to boost immune health, sleep better, focus deeper, and stay younger longer. You can absorb a healthier lifestyle with Healthy Cell's pill-free vitamins. You can go to HealthyCell.com or AmericaOutloud.shop Check out the great products and save with the promo code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com, promo code OUTLOUD. We'll be back with more After Dark with Robin Andrew, special guest host, Booker. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. You've heard Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company discuss the harmful effects of spike protein in your body. And now they found the solution. The miracle enzyme natokinase. Their spike support formula contains natokinase, the most compelling and scientifically supported approach to safely clear spike protein out of the body. What's more, spike support is optimized with other all-natural, non-GMO ingredients, like dandelion root, to help prevent spike protein from binding to your cells. Everyone should take daily spike support so you can feel your best. America Out Loud listeners can go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. For 25 years, Global Healing has proudly produced the highest quality supplements and cleansing programs that are rooted in nature and backed by science. Get 15% off all of our products using code OUTLOUD. Global Healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. How can you improve your odds of staying healthy? The answer is stay healthy with Cofix RX. Who's got time for a cold, strep, a flu, HRV, RSV, or COVID anyhow? Cofix has some great news. Besides being featured as a top five product in the drugstore news, we completed the protocol that you've heard Dr. McCullough talk about. Cofix RX is already famous for a powerful virus hostile nasal solution, and now we have a throat spray too. Crush those nasty germs before they become a problem. With known antiviral support ingredients like povidone iodine, xylitol, and vitamin D3, you can feel a little safer. For a limited time, when you add the new Cofix RX throat spray to your order, you'll receive 25% off the entire purchase. Just click the Cofix RX banner on the America Out Loud website or store. Be sure to use promo code OUTLOUD25 at checkout. Don't forget, OUTLOUD25 at checkout. 
We're back here on After Dark with Rob and Andrew with special guest host Booker. Once again, thank you for coming on, Booker. Uh, first half of the show, we talked a lot about the uh, social media censorship. Uh, moving on to this part of the show, I want to talk about what's happened with Mitch McConnell once again. Mm. Uh, the guy's completely frozen up for the second time in just a couple months span. Uh, he'll be answering a question, and I'm sure everyone's seen this by now, but he just freezes up has that lost look on his face uh, like a sad puppy or something. And uh, this is a huge problem with Mitch McConnell, but not with just Mitch McConnell, but we see this with a lot of uh, people in the Senate, in the Congress. Uh, Booker, what were your thoughts on uh, Mitch freezing up the other day? It's sad. You know, I think that's the first thing that, that popped in my head is it's just really sad to watch and see that – you know, what is it? Is it, is it the power that they want to stay there for so long to a point where they're 75 years old, they want to run for another six year term. Uh, you mentioned there are others. I mean, Diane Feinstein, Feinstein, however you want to say that she's another one right now that just, she bless her heart. It's her, her days are past her and, and she should, you know, they both should be living as retired people. And for some reason, we, we allow them to continue to be elected, and it's, it's really sad. But, but I think you also have to look at Mitch McConnell in a political way because he has a Democrat governor. So if he, if he were to retire and step aside now before his term is over, Andy Bashir, the governor of Kentucky, would be the one to appoint someone to replace him until there could be a special election or the next election. So you would end up with another Democrat taking Mitch McConnell's place, which then begs the question, why would you run at 72, 73 years old, knowing that something health-wise could happen to you anytime that could completely change the power of government in the United States of America? How, how, how much power and control do you need to take advantage of the situation so that so that you run and put the country in peril when, when the conservative side wants to maintain power. And so that's the way my mind thinks when I see that first I'm sad. And then I think politically, what does this mean? What will it mean? Um, and, and then I wonder about the family, why the families continue to uh, let their family members do this. I mean, Fetterman is another one we've got that right there. I mentioned three senators that cognitively, are probably sixth or seventh grade level. And they're three of the most powerful 100 people in our country. Right. And I know he's not a senator, but Joe Biden's another one. Yeah. But Mitch McConnell's been so ineffective during uh, Joe Biden's term. I don't know if you've noticed, but this guy, you literally don't ever see him out anywhere doing anything for Republicans anymore. Yeah. Uh, the last time I remember seeing him, he was at some rally in Kentucky with Joe Biden hanging out with him. Uh, he's just a complete disappointment this time around. He's not helping us get things done. I really wish he wouldn't have ran uh, once again, uh, like you said, at whatever he was, 74 years old uh, when he ran last time. But uh, he has just passed it. And then you got Diane Feinstein, who literally had to appoint a power of attorney because mm -hmm. she can't even make her own decisions anymore. But here she is, a ranking member in the U.S. Senate. I mean, the world's got to be laughing at us that these people, uh, as old and uh, senile, sadly, as they are, 
that these people are in important, powerful positions dictating what happens in our country. And uh, yeah, John Fetterman, I mean, this guy, I still can't believe that there weren't shenanigans there in Pennsylvania. I mean, yeah. John Fetterman is the worst candidate I have ever seen get elected. I thought after that debate with Oz, he was toast. Yeah, there's no way this guy's going to win the election. Sure, proved me wrong. Well, um, I, I thought he would win, and and the reason why is because the people in Pennsylvania love the guy. They, you know, he uh, he was the lieutenant governor already, so he had won state election, and and I knew people in Pennsylvania that loved him. And so I, I didn't, I never thought he was going to beat Oz actually. Uh, so there's that. But then, then there are a couple of questions that come into this subject is number one, term limits. And because you, you have 80 and 85 year old people that are making decisions on things that they know nothing about. And we're talking about things that are so important right now that needs laws and regulations around them before it's too late. Artificial intelligence is one of those. And, you know, I, I'll give you a story. My, I called my mom. I guess my mom called me last night because she was trying to book a flight on Southwest Airlines. And the last time she did it, she clicked the wrong thing on the internet and she had to close two credit cards and a debit card. And so she called me because I told her to, I said, call me before you do that again. So I can make sure that you're clicking the right thing. Well, she clicked the right thing. And then, uh, she got an artificial intelligence person on the phone that she thought she was really talking to a real person. So uh, cognitively, when you are older and older and older, it's hard to relate to technology. And then we have, we have people like Feinstein and, and Mitch McConnell here that should be making the decisions and regulations and laws to protect us in the future. And it's an absolute joke. Yeah, it really is. You said at best, uh, just hopefully, uh, we get some term limits. We get some real things done in the 2024 election. I know that's one of the things hopefully president Trump will be pushing for if he uh, gets back into office. Uh, Maui residents are still not happy with Joe Biden and his disastrous <laughs> trip to uh, Maui where he was even caught, uh, sleeping at one point. Uh, this guy's trip over there was a disaster. He waited forever You've got him sending each Maui resident $700, which to me is a complete yeah. slap in the face <laughs> because a week later, as we've just found out, he sent another $250 million to Ukraine. Uh, like, we can't use these funds here in America uh, for Maui, for the uh, hurricane recovery in California and Florida, uh, for the border. But instead, here we are uh, giving Ukraine another $250 million and uh, this Maui thing has just been a disaster. You hear about all these kids that aren't showing up to class. Just such a tragedy what happened there in Hawaii. And uh, this administration's been incompetent uh, since the beginning. I wonder why throwing money at problems and tragedies, I wonder where that started. And I guess it was COVID. They had never, no one had ever done that prior. And now that seems to be the answer for people. And I don't know if you saw this, Andrew, but the, uh, the Hungary government sent these temporary housing units to Maui. And uh, so here we are, the United States of America, we cannot provide housing for these people whose homes have all been burned, but now we have to rely on Hungary to actually come with housing. Here's 700 bucks. Well, all the stores are burned. What are we going to do with the, with the 700 bucks? That's not going to help us, but uh, you know, we don't have a house to live in. 
so Hungary comes over and brings those temporary housing units for the people of Maui. And it's, I, I, I get so confused and so angry, so pissed off at some of the things that our government does and, uh, which always takes me back to term limits. And, 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 you know, we started talking about the old people there and, and, uh, in our government, is that the best we have? Are these the best minds that, that our country has? And I'm getting on a soapbox and I better not because I'll rant. Yeah, that's kind of where I was with uh, Dr. Oz and uh, Fetterman. I didn't really put the connection together that he was so popular in Pennsylvania. But it's just like, man, this guy is just so mentally unfit. And it's obvious for everyone to see uh, how could anyone vote for a candidate so bad. But there they did. They pulled the trigger. Well, remember uh, remember goes, how they lied about it. Remember how the media lied about him, too. That he had, yeah, he they had, covered he had, it up. Correct. He had had the stroke and that he was going to get better. So he's not getting better. No, definitely not. And uh, to me, that shows Pennsylvania is going to be a very tough state to win in 2024 if a guy like uh, Fetterman can get elected with the campaign that he ran. But the media, like you said, uh, continues to cover for him just like they do Joe Biden. Uh, I'm sure you saw this story the other day. A 12-year-old boy in Colorado was booted from class for having a Gatson flag on his backpack. The teacher claimed that it had uh, slavery history and uh, mm. racial undertones apparently uh, the mother came in there and set the administrator correct uh, the school board ended up voting that he could return to class uh, with his patch of the uh, don't tread on me flag so a happy ending there but uh, these teachers man there's something else they see this don't tread on me and they just automatically align it with yeah. the uh, right wing and slavery. And this is just goes to show you how these people's mind works. You'd have thought there would have been a history teacher at that school that it came in and uh, educated that administrator. They don't, they don't know the history. And that's a big part of all of these problems. And, and you're right. The association was made so quick with that patch and far right wing. And it's, you know, that's the scary part. And that's why we see so many parents showing up across the country at school board meetings. And then we see the weaponization of our government that uh, they, they end up arresting school board members. Or not school board members, but the parents at the school board meeting. And, uh, you know, that, and then the parents are afraid to go to school board meetings to stop the things that they see because they're afraid they're going to get arrested. It's sort of like the guys January 6th that got arrested for walking through the Capitol. Now, when was the last time you saw a conservative anywhere around Washington, D.C. in a protest? You know, so uh, I think that's by design. Yeah, just going on my soapbox for a second. Uh, that kid was a great patriot. I'm glad he got to return to class with his flag. I'm not a big fan of people uh, using kids as political props when it's done on the left or the right. I see a lot of uh, right-wing uh, influencers having him on their shows and stuff like that. To me, it's just kind of like leave the kid alone. You know, yeah. we saw the video. Uh, I'm not a big fan of interviewing him, trying to make him a star kind of sure. thing. Yeah. But uh, that's kind of what we're seeing. I kind of thought the same thing about the uh, mini AOC. Remember that account? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was never a big fan of just using uh, children like that to get your uh, political points across. But uh Good for that young man. Uh, in Miami, the mayor, Francis Suarez, has dropped out of the presidential race. Looks like he's going to uh, focus on Miami and being mayor. The next, but, question, uh, what were, the next question will be, will anybody notice? 
that he dropped out. <laughs> yeah. Did anyone notice that he ever entered the presidential race? I guess. But, uh, yeah, that guy was a smooth talker. I've saw him on the news a couple of times. It's pretty much the only uh, exposure I've had to him. Seemed like a pretty good talker, like he could be a good politician, but he just never got any traction whatsoever. Well, he jumped in sort of late and I'm not sure why, because he's another one of those that had no chance. And I am in Florida, know a little bit about him, but he he seems to be pretty popular in Miami. And he's done some interesting things like crypto. Crypto is a big part of Miami now in the in the city. And it, the, the crypto account has really grown and made the city some money. So it is, uh, it's something to take a look at in government. Maybe this is some way that, uh, that cities and have another stream of revenue because it has worked in Miami. So again, he's a young guy, he's good looking, he's well-spoken and maybe he has a future, but uh, some people question some things about him, but we'll, we'll see, you know, he's probably just should have never entered the race. Maybe he did it on purpose to get some national exposure for a few minutes. So people pay attention to him. Yeah. Everyone thought maybe uh, if he got on the debate that he would attack DeSantis since they're both Florida guys, uh, Fortunately for Suarez, he never even made the debate. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, no uh, traction behind his campaign. Be interesting to see if he ever tries to pop up in the national picture again with like a Senate run, Congress run, something like that. I have a feeling we haven't seen the last of him uh, since he is only 45 years old. Uh, Slim Shady, Eminem, sent Vivek a cease and desist letter for rapping his songs <laughs> at some of his uh, campaign appearances. Uh, Eminem, I guess people used to think was anti-establishment, but this guy couldn't be any more in the establishment now. Uh, I thought that was kind of funny watching Vivek rap his songs, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, funny. certainly won't be disappointed that he can't do it anymore. If funny is a great way to describe him doing that, uh, Ramaswamy, uh, you know, I, it's weird, isn't it? it, it to look at how Hollywood it has changed and, uh, where they are no longer for people. The, the Democrat party is no longer for the little people and, and things have changed. The Republican party now is the one that has the opportunity to fight for the little guy and the, the people without voices. And it was always put that, you know, years ago, it was always the Republicans are the rich people. And, the, and that's completely flipped. I mean, we have these elite globalists flying all around the world in these private jets and they're all Democrats. So the parties have completely flipped who they represent at this point, at least in appearance. And there's Eminem, who obviously is, he's not fun anymore, is he? And if he thinks a Republican is uh, taking his music to, for their benefit, then he wants to shut them down. And it's, it, it's odd to me to see that public flip of the Democrat party and, and the people within it, they, they are nowhere near the American people, the, the American people that I know that are struggling to pay their bills. They're living paycheck to paycheck. They're paying bills with their credit card. 60% of the Americans are, uh, that that's not represented by Hollywood people and Eminem. They no longer represent or even have any clue what a real American is doing out here. Yeah, that's really so well said, Booker. Things really have changed. I remember when I was a kid, uh, about 25 years ago now, uh, this narrative was kind of that if you're a Republican, you're rich. Uh, Republicans were for rich people. They didn't help the everyday worker, but it's quite the opposite now. Um uh, 
I don't know if it's just me getting older and realizing how destructive <laughs> the Democrat policies were and the uh, propaganda I was being fed as a child. But nonetheless, uh, the Republicans really are the party that works for the blue collar, everyday workers in America. And uh, these Democrats with their climate change, uh, wanting to end uh, fossil fuels and shut down factories, uh, they're against the American worker. And uh, you're right, that really has changed over the years. You're tuned into After Dark with Robin Andrew, which is available on America Out Loud's iHeartRadio channel Monday through Friday at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, or 6 p.m. on the West Coast. I'm Andrew, joined by a special guest host, Booker. We'll be back with more After Dark with Robin Andrew. of independent media, we are now AmericaOutloud.news. For the genius of the United States is not found in its executives or legislatures, nor its ambassadors, authors, colleges, or churches, nor even in its newspapers or inventors. The genius of the United States is we the people. AmericaOutloud.news, liberty and justice for all. This is Jody O'Malley with Nurses Out Loud. Did you know our body is made up of trillions of cells and inside each cell, redox signaling molecules are produced? These molecules hold a sacred place in chemistry because as we age, the vital communication of our immune system to keep our bodies free from harmful bacteria, viruses, and toxins become less efficient. For the first time ever, ASEA brings you the power of these molecules in a convenient and potent form to provide your body with the essential support it needs to thrive. Ever since I toured their facility, I take two ounces in the morning and evening, and my vitality and energy has been restored at a time I needed it the most. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get your exclusive 15% discount by using the code OUTLOUD. How can you improve your odds of staying healthy? The answer is stay healthy with Cofix RX. Who's got time for a cold, strep, a flu, HRV, RSV, or COVID anyhow? Cofix has some great news. Besides being featured as a top five product in the drugstore news, we completed the protocol that you've heard Dr. McCullough talk about. Cofix RX is already famous for a powerful virus-hostile nasal solution, and now we have a throat spray too. Crush those nasty germs before they become a problem. With known antiviral support ingredients like povidone iodine, xylitol, and vitamin D3, you can feel a little safer. For a limited time, when you add the new Cofix RX throat spray to your order, you'll receive 25% off the entire purchase. Just click the Cofix RX banner on the America Out Loud website or store. Be sure to use promo code OUTLOUD25 at checkout. Don't forget, OUTLOUD25 at checkout. We are back here on After Dark with Rob and Andrew. Special guest host Booker's joining me tonight. Uh, Rob's still out of town. He'll be back next week. Hope he certainly had a great weekend down there in uh, Arkansas. I believe he went to Texas as well. So uh, hopefully he had a good time getting away from a liberal New York City. Thank you so much, Booker, for joining me. Uh, one thing on our show that we promised that we would never stop talking about 
is the uh, 13 dead soldiers uh, that took place in Afghanistan. Uh, just a horrible situation. Lately, we've seen a gold star dad come out and call Joe Biden a disgrace to this nation. He says he's done biting his tongue. Uh, the media has pretty much let everyone forget about what happened in Afghanistan, what happened to Kabul. Uh, if you're not paying attention to shows like this, uh, this story is just so far in the past that you would think that it was a different administration that it took place under almost. I mean, uh, they never bring up this Afghanistan withdrawal, which left millions and millions of dollars worth of weapons in terrorist hands. Uh, they say Afghanistan is just a complete disaster right now. Uh, this withdrawal could not have been handled any worse. And uh, these 13 dead soldiers, I mean, this is just absolutely tragic. They all have brothers and sisters, uh, moms and dads, sons and daughters. Just affect so many people when something like this happened. And the worst part about it, Booker, is I feel like it could have all been avoided. We could have gotten out of there with no loss of life. But uh, unfortunately, with Joe Biden's incompetent administration, uh, we lost 13 of our best. And we're finding out now that you're absolutely right. It, it could have been prevented. There was a sniper that could have taken uh, that, that bomber out. And the decision was made or there was no decision made in time to allow that person to be taken out. And, you know, it is, you know, I, did you see that uh, Representative Corey Mills from Florida has uh, issued or uh, come up with articles of impeachment for Millie for the Afghanistan withdrawal. Uh, Corey is someone that I've had on my show before, and he is a uh, former military. You know, he's, he's a guy that was injured in both Iraq and Afghanistan. And he, he told me, then I had him on my show just as he came into Congress. He's a freshman in Congress this year. And he said that was something that he was going to go after. And he has, and he's, he's been, he's been like a dog on it. Uh, so he has done that article of impeachment for Millie. We'll see where that goes. It, it's going to be like the rest of them. It's not going to go anywhere, but he's trying to bring attention to it. And I think that's the purpose of it. I, I remember Thomas Massey saying back at the beginning of the year, and he is the representative from Kentucky. You probably know who he is. Uh, a lot of people really like him. Yes. He, he, uh, he said that the, as they go into this Congress, there are going to be two types of bills that they're going to attempt to do. And because they don't have full power, the Senate is going to block everything. And then Joe Biden would veto if if anything were to ever go through, he said that there's going to be messaging bills and there's going to be bills that we're going to pass. So, um, a lot of what we are seeing from the 118th Congress are, are messaging bills for elections. So I think this is something else that Corey Mills is doing. That's a message bill. Hey, pay attention to the, what happened in Afghanistan. It was a debacle. It never had to happen the way that it happened. It was a, a mistake from the beginning. There was no plan and everybody has seen what happened. And you mentioned that it's still a wreck. I personally know people that are still trying to get out of that country to safety and run from the Taliban. Wow. Yeah, just horrible. We had a uh, Fanu Malat, who's now an American citizen on our show. And, uh, he was a, a medic from Afghanistan and he ended up being able to come to America before all this took place, but his family was still stuck in Afghanistan and on the run because, uh, he knew that if they were found by the terrorists, that they would be murdered. Mm -hmm. And that's just such a bad spot to put our allies in. Uh, that helped us out in that country for years and years. 
Uh, there were no good solutions for leaving Afghanistan. I'll give Biden that. I, I did want to uh, withdraw. Surely there could have been a better way of doing it, however, than uh, what Joe Biden did. And maybe that's one of the reasons that an overwhelming majority of Americans, including 69% of Democrats, say Biden is too old to be effective in a second term, which uh, makes me question, is the Democrats, are they going to roll with him in 2024? Or is this debate with Gavin Newsom and Ron DeSantis kind of like a teaser, see how Gavin Newsom comes across after this debate? And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they try and out old Joe. Uh, what do you think, Booker? You think there's any chance of this? Do you think where there's smoke, there's fire? Well, I said it. I, I actually wrote it, and that's the thing about like what you and I do. We we say things or we write things, and they're there forever. So you're either really right or you're really wrong, and you can say I'm right or I'm wrong. Uh, but at least we're putting ourselves out there, and, and we are both right and wrong a lot of the time. But in January, I wrote a piece about that. Uh, it was when when the classified documents started appearing. There was a reason why those classified documents started appearing everywhere for Joe Biden. That's because, it, to me, it signaled the Democrats were done. Get out of the way, Joe. We need to run somebody else. And at that point, I mentioned Kamala Harris and Gavin Newsom back in January. So, yes, I absolutely – I don't think Joe Biden will be the guy running for president for the Democrats. I, and another indication of that was the day before he announced – that he was going to run, which was a Tuesday, Susan Rice left his administration. So that's odd timing. It's like, it's like Obama and Susan Rice couldn't talk him out of stepping aside and letting someone else come in. So she just quit and left. So pay attention where Susan Rice ends up, and that will probably be the next nominee for the Democrats. Yeah, that's very interesting. And I don't even think Joe Biden really cares. When he ran for president, he said that he only intended on being a one-term president. But I think the big issue here is his wife, Jill Biden. Mm -hmm. She loves being on the magazine covers. She loves going out and posing with the athletes uh, that come to the White House. Uh, this woman seems to be addicted to the fame that comes with being First Lady of the United States. And I really believe she's uh, dragging her husband along uh, and it's going to be over her body that she allows him to not run for president in 2024. And if the Democrats try and take him out for another candidate, uh, she's going to have a big issue with it because she absolutely loves being first lady of the United States. She loves the attention. Uh, and I, I personally think she's guilty of elder abuse for dragging her husband yeah. around uh, so she can enjoy the perks of being first lady. I think it's a great point. I think you're, I think you are spot on on that analysis. And, and when you, you know, all Joe Biden never wanted to do was be president of the United States. So he would probably do just about anything and give away anything to make that a reality uh, because all the way back into the eighties, he wanted to be president. So now he comes along in this time in American history, there is no telling what he promised he would do or what he would promised he wouldn't do uh, to become president of the United States. And so here he is as president with this power and he's corrupt as can be. And uh, we'll see where all that goes in Congress. I don't, 
have much faith that anything will happen. Uh, Joe Biden's just going to have to step out of the way. Hopefully, 24 Republicans can uh, elect somebody that will try to make a difference with the Department of Justice and hold some people accountable. Because I think as as I listen to people in America, it, it seems that that two-tier justice and the unequal laws that are applied to people are the thing that frustrates us the most. Uh, you know, we want everything to be equal. There shouldn't be two sets of laws. That's what our country is based on. And it's clearly been a different set of laws for depending on how you vote. And, and that's got to stop. Uh, and, and unfortunately where this country is headed, it won't stop because we're headed to a one party system if we're not already there. Yeah. Unfortunately, you're right. And you got to think that this debate with DeSantis and, um, Gavin Newsom, it's kind of like what the Uniparty wants for the 2024 election, right? Sure. Love nothing yeah. more than a, a Gavin Newsom, uh, Ron DeSantis, uh, showdown. You get rid of president Trump get rid of sleepy old Joe Biden. Uh, They would love that. But um, I don't think it's going to happen. President Trump is not going to drop out of this race unless if uh, it's just legally not possible that he's on the ballot. I don't see this guy dropping out under any circumstances, even if he were to go to jail since some of these uh, cases are set for March of next year. Uh, If they fast-tracked him and somehow sent this guy to jail on a bogus charge, if President Trump can legally run, he's still going to lose legally run. Yeah. Yeah. But the interesting part, you, you just bring that up. You see some States now that are trying to use the 14th amendment to take him off the ballot. There was even a lawsuit in Florida, uh, this, this week or last week where a guy brought a lawsuit to keep him off the ballot in Florida using the 14th amendment. That's going to start spreading in other States. So that's, that's going to be an issue. You know, if he if he were to be kept off the ballot in places like in the swing states, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, there would be no way for him to win, which is another way to rig an election, isn't it? Yeah, it certainly seems like it. Uh, President Trump did an interesting interview the other day where I saw him talk about Vivek Ramswamy, perhaps for the first time. He said he was pretty impressed with uh, Vivek's debate. Uh, He said, how could he not like a guy that said he was the best president of a generation? Uh, which is pretty funny coming from President <laughs> Trump. But uh, uh, he says that Vivek uh, needs to calm it down a little bit. It's funny that President Trump, of all people, are saying this, but he thinks uh, Vivek's getting a little crazy with some of the things that he's coming out and saying. Uh, I know a lot of people want to say that Vivek is the uh, Republican Barack Obama. I'm not completely uh, sold on Vivek. I'm not against him, really, either. Uh, the jury's still out for me. Uh, I'm always kind of under the impression that the politicians in Washington, D.C. are the ones who have gotten us into this mess. So anytime we get an outsider come in and run for president, I'm willing to give them a chance because uh, it can't be any worse than what we've been doing the past 20, 30 years with just putting these career politicians into office and uh, absolutely nothing good happens for the American people. Uh, where do you stand on Vivek? I I'm right there with you. You know, I'm not, I'm not making any decision on him. I would, I would say that when, when it comes to people or politicians, not people, uh, when it comes to politicians and a lot of the, the 
hyperbolic things that you see him saying is a way for him to set himself apart. Otherwise, he's just going to blend in there with all these other people, and he wouldn't be having the success he is. So, I, I you know, when Trump says he needs to calm it down, I don't, I don't know that I would agree with that uh, because he needs to make an impression, and that's what he is trying to do to grab attention for himself to grow his poll numbers. And you know, we'll we'll have to see about him. I know a lot of people. Uh, are worried about him. And let's just be honest that there are Paul Soros ties uh, to him and going to college, not George Soros, but Paul Soros. Um, so that comes into the equation with a lot of people uh, on the right uh, questioning his past and what he truly wants to do in the future. But uh, I just keep an eye open on him, just like you. Yeah, great points. The uh, jury's still certainly out on him. Uh, Booker, I know that you're uh, involved in a great uh, website, uh, SaveYourRepublic.org. I was actually looking into it last night. Uh, so many great things on the horizon that you're doing there with the poll watchers. Uh, hopefully make a big difference in the 2024 election. We just need citizens to step up. I mean, we all remember the horror after the last election, uh, the pipe leaks in uh, Georgia. Uh, some of the shenanigans that took place in Detroit, uh, Philadelphia, they were literally boarding up the windows so people mm -hmm. could not watch the uh, poll watchers. Uh, it was a disgrace what happened in the 2020 election, and this can never happen in our country again. Uh, you want to tell the audience a little bit about your website, sure. SaveYourRepublic.org? Yeah, that, that uh, I put out a tweet on social media back in March of 22, because we needed conservative poll workers. And let me point out, there is a difference between a poll worker and a poll watcher. A poll watcher will be assigned by the politician and or the party. So you have to have a, uh, a designation as a poll watcher. So you go and view and watch and make sure everything is being done right. You're watching the poll workers. So after the 20 election, it dawned on me that we need poll workers. It needs to be level. There, if you look at Fulton County, Georgia, which is now still in the news, Ruby Freeman was there. And if you know anything about Fulton County, uh, Stacey Abrams' grant money was given to a personnel company that hired all of the workers in Fulton County. So I thought, well, one way to combat this and have some election integrity is let's make it even. Let's get 50-50. Let's have 50% Democrats, 50% Republicans uh, or conservatives and independents. Make it a third, a third, a third. So I put out a tweet to get people to become poll workers, and it got pretty good traction. Scott Pressler helped out with it. And the next day, I spent all day trying to find people's application online because I knew if I just said, go to your county and register, uh, to apply to become a poll worker, they wouldn't do it. So um, that gave me the idea for SaveYourRepublic.org. It took four months of my life and a couple of other people that helped with this to put over 5,000 links in one place. And now all you have to do is go to SaveYourRepublic.org. You click on your state, click on your county, and that fast, your application to become a poll worker will pop up. You can fill it out and you submit it online, or there's other ways that you may have to uh, submit your application. But it's that easy to get it. And we do need participation in there. General Flynn helped promote that prior to the 22 midterm. And it had over 2 million uniques in about uh, three months in 22 prior to the midterm. So 
I hope it did some good. Yeah, certainly a great cause and organization. We really appreciate you doing that. Uh, thank you so much for filling in once again tonight. Uh, definitely look forward to working with you uh, more in the future. Guys, be sure to check out americaoutloud.news. There's so many great contributors over there. Uh, you've got Paul Ingalls, the professional on the Constitution. Any knowledge you need to know about the Constitution, uh, his show is definitely a go-to for you. Uh, you've got people like uh, Greg Bolden, uh, libertarian, uh, not you know like a lot of the uh, contributors on the platform, a uh, little different views, so definitely want to check him out. Uh, Booker Show. Uh, when when is your show available on the network, Booker? Yeah, it's on Saturday and Sunday night at seven o'clock, and then usually goes to podcast Monday or Tuesday. Last week had Sean Farish, who is the Trump impersonator. It was uh, well, I did an interview as if I was interviewing Donald Trump for about ten or eleven minutes in that hour, and it was incredible uh, in audio only, not video. He sounds just like Donald Trump. So Saturday and Sunday nights at seven o'clock here on America Out Loud. Absolutely. And of course, uh, Dr. Peter McCauley, guys, if you're looking for COVID information, there's no better source than to check out Dr. Peter McCullough on America Out Loud. Thank you all for joining us on After Dark with Robin Andrew with special guest host Booker joining me tonight on America Out Loud, which is available on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, TuneIn Radio, wherever you stream, please like subscribe, leave us a five-star review or two thumbs up, or you can go to americaoutloud.news. We'll see you guys next time. And remember, stand for something or fall for nothing.